Ladies and gentlemen, how are we feeling on this lovely Monday morning? Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Moneyline Madness Podcast. In case you don't know already, I am Matt Sherico alongside my boy Andy B. Andy, going into another week, you know, our first weekend of college football has passed. I mean, week zero, I guess you could say. How are you feeling yeah. on this lovely Monday morning? Well, I'm I'm obviously juiced up and excited that football's back, but I'm, I'm not going to hide away and shy away from the fact that my weekend in terms of my picks could not have been worse. Honestly, you can go through Nebraska, and I will never talk about Nebraska football again after what they did the other day. They're a joke, but that Hawaii pick looked terrible. Like Hawaii used to be a team that week one they come yeah they come in they're out there they're ready to go they're going to be the worst team in college football this year if they're getting beat sixty three to ten at home against Vanderbilt yeah that that looks really rough but I mean in terms of the Nebraska pick I can't say anybody really like saw what happened coming I mean an onside kick when you're up eleven points was just that was insane that was that was mind boggling so I don't I don't know that's a that's a that's a great they have a good team there not a great team a good team good offensive coordinator he might be the worst coach in power five football i mean he has been terrible since the moment he got there but i mean he knows his job's on the line and he's doing shit like that that's a that was just that was unreal in another country in In dublin ireland yeah you have the nerve to uh to just start wilding out in dublin we They're got Double in, R and I mean in the chat. Good morning, fellas. How we doing? I mean, I, I don't know if you could see, but I'm rocking. I'm rocking the squad, <laughs> squad today. You know, with a little Jamar Chase vibes. So we're feeling we're feeling good this morning. But yeah, Dublin, Ireland. They got yeah. to see the worst of it, unfortunately yeah. for them. Scott Frost in Dublin, Ireland, was the stupidest person in the arena. And Dublin doesn't have football teams. They don't watch football very often. They could have coached better than him. So it was a very odd day. Yeah, actually, and I mean, I just want to point this out. I, this is no, uh, this is no fair weather Bengals jersey. I actually had gotten this when they drafted Jamar Chase, just because I was like, yo, that's gonna be a tough jersey. And when they came out with the, these ones, I had to snag it. I had to, and you can see it's it's a little big on me from the old the old map, but we still <laughs> we still up. But yeah, Scott Frost stinks. That was disgusting. Yeah, it was inexcusable, truthfully, especially when you have, I mean, just so much talent in comparison to Northwestern like it was yeah. it was really bad I it was, was honestly if they released him after the game I don't think anybody would have I wouldn't been, have been surprised. surprised they made it I didn't realize on college game day they were going over how easy they made it to fire him now compared to what it originally was they are his buyout is like half as much as it was um, that might do it right there. He took he took a pay cut to stay instead of them firing him. He took like four million dollars less anyway. Like, yeah, they, uh, he's unless they go on a run and they have a good team, but and they should have won the game. Don't get me wrong, but if he keeps me- coaching games like that, that team's screwed. Yeah. All right. Well, college football that was kind of I guess you could say somewhat of a wash. There was really nothing too yeah, this weekend this week, season. Yeah, week zero. We knew it wasn't going to be, you know, anything no. too crazy. But, you know, we got a little bit of a taste. And, I mean, I guess you could quote Paul Pierce going into this this coming week. I don't know if you remember that that quote. But uh, we got we got a taste of it. Now you just, oh. you want the, yeah. yeah. No, we won't go there. But, <laughs> no. No. 
What's going on, fellas? I can't see who that is in the Facebook comment. Give me one second. Give me one second. But uh, big yeah. college football weekend though we big, will be having. Big obviously. college football week. And today we're talking we're talking fantasy right now. Oh, Howdy. Nigel, what's going on, bro? How you doing? Hope you're having a good Monday. Um, yeah, we're talking some fantasy football right now because I know me and Andy had a draft yesterday <laughs> and I couldn't have been happier with the results yeah. that became of it. Matt had a, it was, Matt had a, good had a fantastic draft. draft. Projected first, projected to finish first. Yes, that felt is. really good. Um, I ended up coming out. I had the third overall pick. I ended up with Austin Eckler. And then I swung back around in the in the second round and I was able to tag up DeAndre Swift, which I felt incredible yeah. about. You have very good running back. Incredible. Double R, how we doing, man? How we doing? Uh, yeah, it, my running backs... And honestly, that's kind of my my strategy in uh in fantasy. I, I go first two rounds. I'm I'm going running back all the way, unless I see a wide receiver that is really blowing my socks off, and I'm at the end of the the line in the first round. I'm going running back. Truthfully, I don't know. Is that is that your strategy as nope. well? My strategy is the complete opposite, and it worked last year. I won I won this league last year. Well, close to this league, we have a few different people, obviously now, but. Um, I won this league last year doing exactly what I've done for years. I would take Aaron. I would take Devonte Adams first, Aaron Rodgers second. I like the stack. I like the way that it works. I love having a night where if Rodgers yeah. and Adams have a good night, Rodgers could throw to Adams two touchdowns. I got forty from those two right there, and I'm good with that. Right? You, if you could get twenty from a guy like that, easy. Some nights I'd have twenty-eight from both of them. Like, yeah, that's great. That's why I wanted Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs because I was I was torn between Keenan Allen and and Justin Herbert and these two because that's those are probably the two best stacks you could get in the league right now in my opinion at least because Rodgers is uh Rodgers is gone so I did not take Aaron Rodgers to that answer I, was I say, could Rogers not go the Aaron crazy yeah, uh, no, I no, do like Double R said he had the sixth sixth pick and is projected to finish first. The sixth overall was a great spot to be, in my opinion. I really yeah. like it because it puts you right at the middle of the pack. You're not sitting for too long between some rounds. No. Um, personally, I I don't go quarterback. I went tenth round quarterback in this league. Yeah, who'd you I, get? I, didn't I got look. Russell Wilson round ten. Yeah. So I was I was sitting pretty personally. I really didn't. Um, I wasn't too worried about a quarterback because honestly, on my big board. I really like Trey Lance as well. And I think Trey Lance is going to be able to do most of the things and give you most point production as some of these top five See, quarterbacks in the league, yeah. being that his volume is going to be so exponential. So I was honestly okay with waiting until a later round and taking a quarterback, you know, 10, 11, 12. I just saw, I also have Cortland Sutton on my team. And so I saw Russell Wilson there round 10. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll go with that stack. Yeah. I also was able to get Travis Kelsey in this draft. So yeah. that's my wide receiver one on top of Cortland, Deontay Johnson, and, uh, you know, my two running backs. Yeah. So I was feeling really good. But quarterback-wise, I don't know. I've never been big. Like, there have been times I've played a league and I've seen guys go Patty Mahomes first round. I've seen well, that, guys go Lamar yeah. Jackson first round. I, I would. Just, I could never get behind it. I, I can't. I personally yeah. can't because the margin between – the top five and top 10 quarterbacks is not big enough. Like you, there's so much more of a chance of getting a top running back and keeping him at the top of the pack yeah. than there is getting a top quarterback and, you know, him staying over there. So I don't, 
I don't know. I always huh. feel that the running back is more safe because you know what you're getting out of a top five running yeah. back. So the reason I take a quarterback first, I'm always the first person, is because when you have 16, like I had 16 picks in between, you always, like you do. That's how it works. When you have the close ones, but then you have 16 in between. Once one quarterback is taken, it's like a domino effect. Everybody's yeah, going to start taking because they're afraid they're not going to get a good one. So I took the best option in my mind, knowing that if you guys all start taking quarterbacks, eventually 16 picks, like five or six of them are going to be quarterbacks now. So now I'm going to have a chance to take a running back in the next round because there's going to still be good ones left. And there was Javante Williams last until like the fourth round. So I now he's your RB1. Two. I got Zeke as my RB1, but I'm probably going to swap him anyway. Like, I, I don't like say, Zeke, like, but I'm I got Elijah not... Mitchell. So See, I was... the thing is, like, I need, I don't know, going into fantasy, I need my workhorse, I think. Like, that's the strategy that I go into that's it every season That's what I probably with. would guess Javante is. He's not going to split as many carries as he used to. Like, he's not going to split like last year. I think Melvin he's going to catch more passes out of the backfield. That's also but I still true. think that they use both of them, honestly. I still think both of them get utilized a lot. My dream was Aaron Jones lasted to me, but he was a few picks before me. We got a little who day action in the, in the chat. Who day? But, yeah, I... Uh, I always, I don't know, I'm so running back heavy because mm -hmm. in my mind, like a top five running back is worth more than any, than two they're top also, 10 wide so receivers the, in my and opinion. This I, is a, I don't know. This is probably a tired argument, but go look at the top five running backs last year, um, picked last year before the season. McCaffrey, the same name as McCaffrey, Cook. Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook. Derrick Henry. They all missed Jonathan significant Taylor. time with injuries. Besides, except Jonathan not, Taylor. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor didn't because yeah. he was a rookie. So, who knows if he misses significant time? That's the fear in me is that, okay, I got this guy, and now he's out four or five weeks. And now I'm, I've got four or five weeks where my team has no shot because my first-round pick's not there. With a quarterback, you usually don't have to worry about that as much. And you could get, like, from Josh Allen, I know I could pencil in him pencil him in for 20 to 25 a week, right? Okay, like so you, okay, and what round did you pick him in? Oh, he was the second round. I got him. I got, second round pick. First. I got Diggs And first. now, looking in this league, if we look and we see where Matt Stafford got taken, I'm going to assume Matt Stafford got taken in the 12th yeah, round. I think he because did. I saw I, he was still on the board after even I had taken Russ. So, and I think Matt Stafford could give you 25 points a game. Well, he's a bad. That's where in my, my head. My father took Justin Herbert first. <laughs> well, I mean, in my head, I'm like, I can always wait. Yeah, no, you're right. If I could get 25 points out of a guy that I'm taking in the 12th round, I'm going to do that and then save my higher picks for running backs or something like that. So, I don't know. I, I just can't. I, I can never my get behind fear a quarterback so early. My fear with certain uh, quarterbacks, like Russell Wilson, for example, I had him the year he was like the first eight weeks of the year. He was clearly, clearly the MVP. And then out of nowhere, he started throwing interceptions like crazy. Oh, we and know Russell's second half. Yeah. He just, so, uh, he's just, he's not a good second half quarterback. So, I had him. That's my some certain guys just don't last long enough into the season where you need them when you need them to be hot. I like, I don't need a hot start. I need a full on great season. So, so now you think, so from the sound of this, you think Russell Wilson's going to have a lackluster second half being He always at, does. I mean, am I wrong to say he always does? Season? I mean, this is just, this is different. This is a different year. But is it, 
but it's also his decision making throughout the season goes to shit. Also, like I've seen him make look some at his surrounding cast his in Seattle. He didn't even have Chris Carson for that. He second had half great of last receivers season. there. Though. He has DK Metcalf, and then what? Tyler Lockett, who I really like. I didn't draft. I mean, because, I'm not like, calling Tyler Lockett now? as good of a weapon as anybody on this Denver. No, I, not... I'm taking Jerry Judy over Tyler Lockett. Right yeah, now. Judy and Sutton are probably better than him. But other than that, I don't think it's. So now he has Judy Sutton, Tim Patrick. They also have both Javante and Melvin in the backfield. I, like the I think that he has enough weapons to where he's going to be satisfied throughout the I whole season. I, hopefully. I hope so. But I know that throughout the last few seasons, he's kind of fallen off midseason. I hope for you he doesn't because I want you to be good. I, I want to play you in the championship. We're in the same division, though. So I, I do still want to beat you twice, I think. But yeah. I see. Uh, I see. Uh, we got comments saying. I'm with you. I always go running back, running back to start. Snag D Swift and Joe Mixon in the first and second yesterday. I'm at the seven slot and I'm pumped. I mean, hey, if that's a PPR league, you're going to be swimming in it. Yeah, really. I, I mean, those are two pass catching backs that are going to be getting a lot of work. We yeah. saw Joe Mixon. I mean, I, I mean, could probably attest this. I liked Joe Mixon ever since he, he came out of college, but they were just stacking the backfield of Giovanni Bernard. And just uh, what they have back there. Um, They had just the, he was so slow. Oh, man. Cedric something. I I think I know who you're talking. ETN? Is it ETN's brother? Yeah, the Bengals had. Oh, man. They were just clogging the backfield for so long. And it was disgusting because you knew Joe Mixon was the best back out of everybody there. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it I wasn't even close. About. And they, he was just not getting the reps that he should have. So I'm yeah. really high on Joe Mixon, not only last season, obviously. Jeremy Hill, yes. Jeremy Hill and Giovanni yeah, Bernard, go. bro. They draft Joe Mixon and then just literally, and Cedric Benson, even before that. Yeah. They draft yeah, those guys. They right. draft Joe Mixon and they just have this clogged up backfield between Jeremy Hill, Cedric Benson, and then they had Giovanni Bernard as well. Mm -hmm. It was like, yo, Joe Mixon's the best player here. He just needs his yeah. burn. You finally give it to him last season, and what happens? Success, even with the bad offensive line. Now coming into the season, they have a better line, and I'm expecting Joe Mixon to go crazy. Like, I had Joe Mixon crazy, my, crazy. running my RB1 like two years ago, and everybody's like, what? Why would you do that? And he, that was the year he took a leap, and he was like, I get a 40-point game, and I was like, this wasn't a, a bad pick. He averaged like 18 a week. I was like, hey, this is a good run. This is a solid RB1. Nah, dude, he's a, he's an RB1 no, this I year. Especially if you have a tandem of him and, you know, DeAndre Swift, that gets really scary really and quick. When nobody's guys catch stacking, like that. Nobody's stacking the box against that team. No, There's too many no, good receivers can't. on that you, team. You, I, you cannot. I, I was in like the seventh or eighth round, and uh, what's his, uh, Tyler Boyd was still on the, on the, uh, in the on the board and I was so torn to taking Tyler Boyd but like there's too many good receivers on that team to, to take him so I, I don't remember who I went with but I think it was Michael Thomas I went with instead but I, he because he lasted a long time which I don't know how do you feel about Michael Thomas this year I, it was a bit of a risk for me I had to do it though I can't hear you I haven't liked Michael Thomas since probably two seasons ago, to be honest. I, I just, I, yeah, it's, he was one of the best though when he was healthy. He was when he when so. he's fully, fully healthy. But even man, he had a full off season to come in mm -hmm. swinging, and we're seeing already like he hammy issues. I mean, I saw his, yeah. I saw his comment on social media. I'm fine. I'm fine. Whatever. 
Yeah. I don't know if I necessarily believe that. I think Iman has a point right here. Boyd and Higgins are also great value. Yeah. Late round picks, definitely late, but I just don't want to rely on either of them as like a wide receiver yeah. too. If when Boyd I know a, that they are so much, there's so yeah. many options for Joe over there. So yeah, Boyd is a good one if like somebody, and I hate to say that, like one of the top two guys gets hurt. Because like, then they'll have to go to Boyd a lot because he's a veteran. He knows he knows the system. So that could definitely be something. Double R commenting. I have Mixon and Williams as my RB starters. Diggs and Cup as my wide receivers. And Hurts as my quarterback. It's pretty damn Sounds good. Sounds like team. a four-man league. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> but, but, yeah, no, nah, I mean, Diggs and Cup. Yeah, you, you can't ask for much better yeah. than that. And Jalen Hurts as a fantasy quarterback, he's going to eat it up. Yeah, he's, he's going to get a lot of rushing touchdowns as well. That's one thing. We couldn't wait. Uh, if you wanted Jalen Hurts, you had to take him early in this league because um, my brother's friend is an Eagles fan. So he was he has, I think, like six Eagles on his team. Doesn't so. he have a hamstring issue now? Yeah, apparently something's going yeah. on with his hammy. So, like, it's tweaked. And we saw how towards the back end, not the back end, because I don't want to mm-hmm. say he's fully, It's it was a 12-man, dude. 12 man, man. damn. Who Free are you money. against? Free <laughs> money. That's awesome, dude. That's a great team. But, um, I mean, Michael Thomas, we saw yeah. in the back end of Julio Jones' career how a hamstring, yeah, yeah. Like even right just now. a tweak, mm-hmm. can impact the rest of your timeline. And I just see, like, Michael Thomas, like, is following that same pattern. They're yeah. both what- big-body receivers who rely more on their size than necessarily athleticism to, you know, a T. But, yeah. oof, it's You it's know what rough. swayed me? You know what swayed me on him? Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, knowing that he's probably going to throw a lot, and I thought Alvin Kamara being picked early was odd to me because oh, yeah. I'm not a 1,000% sure he's going to be healthy enough or if he's going to be suspended. Nobody knows that yet, which could still happen. But, um, yeah, Jameis Winston kind of got me the, was the reason I took him because Jameis Winston will heave the ball down the field, and Michael Thomas loves to do that. And Yeah. So we'll the, I mean, the I don't amount know. of yards need, really got me on Jameis Winston to. Uh, I just Michael need Thomas. Michael Thomas to be able to run down yeah. the field. You know, hopefully. like I feel like hopefully. Oy. And I mean, says it's dangerous getting too attached to your favorite team in fantasy. Yeah, I no, I know. Avoid drafting Giants always. Well, you being, obviously. I mean, no, but I was about to say, you know, even when I was young, and we had Victor Cruz, and I was playing fantasy football, I was still not necessarily going all over. Victor Cruz because of that. I just don't like it. It's tough because you don't want to, you want to root for him. But then there's times where like, you know, he doesn't come up and you don't want to hate on the guy because he didn't necessarily have an awful game, but he didn't Mm -hmm. come through for your fantasy team, you know, and all that type of thing. I think I had Odell once when he was on the giants in one of his seasons. And that was when he got, that's how I look at it. I, I was fortunate. I'm fortunate enough to have had the best quarterback receiver duo in the league for the past four to five years that's no longer a thing but that's how i would always have it if i had those two i didn't care what they did they were gonna they were gonna ball anyway like Devonte adams wasn't having a bad game the last two years <laughs> double so. r hey that's a, that's gonna be a good thanksgiving double r you're coming yeah, in really, you're gonna have literally a lot just, of shit you're gonna to be <laughs> yeah you're gonna be just talking your shit come thanksgiving time Comeback player of the year in Jameis says i may and i think he has a case i, do I definitely too. think he has think a case a... but i think he needs his guy's healthy in order to because he he can't make it happen with no nobody over there i mean they're relying on very young receivers i think they have chris olave right as their wide receiver too they have I'm olave and then they got jarvis landry who they i think do have they, jarvis landry but he's so old and my, like i just old. can't see him you know having a resurgent season like that but Jameis definitely has a case for comeback player of the year one thing i want to talk about that we didn't i don't even think we mentioned this off air which is surprising 
is Perkman, Perkman, Aaron Rodgers. Let's talk about it because Aaron Rodgers comes on the Pat McAfee show, and I know no, 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 don't get Joe. Rogan. Oh no, Joe Rogan. Joe, I watched Rogan. the episode. I'll be honest with you. Three hours yeah. of my life. Yeah, wow. I was gonna say I thought it was on Pat at first because you never miss Pat episodes. You I know, don't. You're you're a regular Pat. on the Pat McAfee show, but Pat. Aaron Rodgers on the Joe Rogan podcast, just wild. Like I don't. It's so funny to me because he's embraced it. I'll be honest, he's embraced being the uh, that guy. Kinda. Like sure. I'm but okay with it. You're still in the league, bro. Like, I don't know. Like, it's not like his career is over where it's like guys coming forward and like Brett Favre, where he was like, Oh, I think I suffered many concussions. Like, no shit. We know yeah. that, Brett. Like, we like no kidding. Everybody, you know, your brain is a fucking jet puff It's like, like, you know what it reminds me of? You know, the eighty six Mets just did a documentary years ago and everybody was like, Oh, they were doing lines of Coke on the plane. Like, like now they're coming forward, like forty years later, even a couple yeah. of years after. But like Aaron, we're still in the league, bro. We're like, like, <laughs> like Lawrence Taylor. He's just like, yeah, by the way, like, you know, I was doing cocaine before the games. And Aaron Rodgers just like, yep, me too. And he's yeah. like, wait a minute. Yeah, you're still you're still playing. We have a right? game next week, Aaron. Why <laughs> yeah. are you saying not two weeks from now? But yeah, yeah, and Aaron's just popping perks. But I mean, hey, if, I, I, I I guarantee that there is a lot more guys oh, that yeah. we don't know about, whether it's you oh, know, 100%. some type of painkiller, you know, just to get them through the game. And do I think that these organizations are also kind of like, you know, pushing them on oh, the table 100%, a little bit? A hundred percent. Look at what happened with the Angels. I mean, they were giving their players that shit because they, yeah, they could. I, I think he probably gets fined. My guess would be he gets fined because I don't know if you're supposed to say that out loud. Yeah. While you're still yeah, playing, while they can still find you. So I, I don't know. With but... confidence, too. That shit was hilarious. Oh, my God. He said it like it was nonchalant. Like it was nothing. I'm like, dude. Yeah. This yeah, is like not like a nonchalant thing. Yeah. That was crazy. Like they're tic- like they're but, all right. Right. Let's so, talk. Yeah. I, I want to mention because there definitely are a bunch of guys that I really liked in our draft last night that fell mm. pretty, pretty low. And I want to yeah. talk because. I feel like a, a highlight of mine is year two players. I really like a lot of guys in year two, even yeah. year one, maybe I got some, one sometimes that uh, are really due for a breakout year. So go ahead. Let cool. me let me hear who you got. Uh, I got two of them that mind. I'm re- like extremely high on. So there's a double flex league, which a lot of people in our league didn't love that. But I, I should have probably mentioned that double flex league. I got Elijah Mitchell, second year player. I expect to, on a team that's not going to have much passing. Yeah. So I expect him to, and he's a pass catching back as well. And Ended the season on an absolute roll, he was a top five running back fantasy wise. Oh yeah, towards the end of last season. So oh, I'm yeah. right there with you. Tell that one. And then, probably in my opinion, the most exciting number two in the and in the East. Uh, East. This isn't the NBA. In the NFC, um, Devontae Smith. AJ Brown's gonna get a lot of attention. So yep. I'm thinking Devontae Smith's going to have a really big year, his second year out. We saw some of it last year, so I could definitely see that happening. I don't know if I trust Jalen Hurts a ton, but I think I think he could maybe, if he takes a leap, Devontae will take a huge leap. So I definitely like those two. Yeah, who I got. I, Who'd you I, get? I, I like them as well. Um, they, these aren't – I got this one, but I'm not just going to hold myself to guys that I, I did end mm-hmm. up with. I, uh, I really like Brees Hall. I think Brees Hall is yeah, gonna end a, do, going to end – going at the end of this – season i think Brees hall is going to end as a top 10 fantasy running back and i don't i don't know if that's crazy to say but i think he's that type of workhorse and i think being that the projections already like rob Sala loves him 
-hmm. And the only reason that they're saying it's a running back battle between him and Michael Carter is because Michael Carter can catch a few more passes out mm -hmm. of the backfield. Yeah. Besides I, that, that's definitely the only. Yeah, I couldn't. Brees see... Hall is head and shoulders like above oh, yeah. Michael Carter in terms of running back skill wise. So I really like Brees Hall, and like I said, I think he finishes a top ten tight end in terms of volume and his skill level. It's all just right there. The Jets have a great offensive line too, so I think he's really going to feast on that. I mean, asks when are you guys usually taking? Yeah, tight this end? actually this actually goes into what I was about to about to say. So yeah, covering this and what we were just mentioning. So. Um, I usually wait until like fourth or fifth round because there's a good, decent amount of tight ends that are good receivers still in the league. So I had either TJ Hawkinson or I was waiting on Waller. So as long as they fall to the fourth or fifth round, then then you should be okay. That's usually when I wait. There's usually a back end guy that's pretty solid. Like I got Waller, so that's good. Um, what do you? When do you take tight ends? Well, I'm thinking about the draft last night and. I had taken uh, Travis Kelsey with my third overall pick. Yeah. And so the only reason that I had really looked, I was like, man, I, I, Travis Kelsey is really the only option here. Wide receivers were falling off the board fast. Yeah. The top wide receivers at the time were Tyler Boyd, or T. Higgins, I'm sorry, um, DK Metcalf, mm -hmm. uh, Terry McLaurin had just gotten taken, who I was going to take, and then Deontay Johnson. So I had sat there and I said to myself, am I you know, more comfortable with taking one of these wide receivers and then settling for another tight end? Or do I take this tight end now and hope one of these receivers fall to me mm -hmm. later on? So I took Travis Kelsey there, being that I thought the the give was more in the wide receiver. If there's margin for yeah. error, I'd rather it come in my wide receiver than the drop-off from a top tight end to, you know, a 5 to 10 type of tight end. So I took yeah. Travis Kelsey thinking his points will make up somewhat for a wide receiver one having, yeah. you know, a lower pick in my in my rounds but i still did end up with deontay so i wasn't mm -hmm. too mad at it yeah. um and to, to the other point of that tight end thing is the, the player that i think is being a little overrated the most is kyle pitts in his second year i love kyle pitts he's a great player first I, of all he's a weak quarterback a guy marcus Mariota, a guy that had one touchdown last season yeah. is overrated but but he was oh he was such a highly rated player though. I think he's pretty he's highly, very highly he was, rated. I think he was the first rated tight end, I would guess. I wanna really? say maybe he was second. I don't remember the list pre-draft, but like his position I mean, rank is sixth, I guess. So I guess I'm not, not gonna sit here and act like Mariota but, can't sling the rock on occasion. I, I'm gonna I I'm gonna he, sit here and say it. I'll say it. Do you really think he's gonna be that good? Do you really think I mean if he's gonna throw to somebody, it's gonna be probably be Kyle Pitts, but I don't well, think Kyle Pitts. I was is gonna just have gonna say my other target. sleeper who I actually was able to get in this draft as well, yeah. Drake London. Yeah. I really like Drake London this he year, being that he's a, a wide while. receiver one out of college. Yeah. This guy is yeah. being put in such a prime position. And now I know, like you're saying, Atlanta doesn't have a great offense. Their no. offensive line is not great, but a wide receiver one, he's going to get his. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to get his regardless of if it's force-fed or if it comes naturally. I think both of those guys are going to see better seasons. I think, honestly, I think Patterson takes a step back this year, being that they want to revolve this offense around these young guys. I think with Pitts, there's going to be a natural drop-off because he's with a different quarterback. I mean, he's gonna he went from Matt Ryan to Marcus Mariota. That's a drop-off. I think that his production will drop off just because of that naturally because of that and i think the same thing with michael pittman michael pittman was so great but he's already i think he takes a leap because he's now with matt ryan over carson Wentz. there's like when you change quarterbacks if you get better your production will go up if your quarterback gets worse i think your production goes down 
It's the same thing. It's, it's, I've been beating I've been beating a horse with this. With it's Devontae just it's hard Adams. to go down in so. Kyle Pitts' production when he barely had production in the first season. So, and when it comes to red zone targets, is he, Mariota not going to use a guy like Kyle Pitts as like a safety blanket? You think? He like will. Being but that how you many times? This isn't this isn't a joke. Like how often are they going to be in the red zone? No, nah, I I know it's not a joke because they <laughs> like, suck. But I, I I would hope it's more than twice, and I think they get. <laughs> I would if, hope you so know, too. I think it's more than twice, and I think they get a touchdown in one or two. You also I don't have to know. be prepared for midseason when they're like one and seven that they're going to put Desmond Ritter in, and Desmond Ritter might be terrible. He so might who, be, but who uh, really, again, also might use, not be. <laughs> you use a massive being like Kyle Pitts as your safety. Yeah. Man. I don't know. Double R says he has Hawkinson and Cole I Komet preferred as a Hawkinson. Backup. I like him. Hawkinson's not bad. Every I, year I he's so good, though. He's, he's solid. Just, yeah, I just. I don't know. I, I think he's still a top five tight end in terms yeah. of fantasy, but I, I don't know. I could have. I'm trying to think of when Hawk went in our draft. Right like, before mine. Right before uh, Waller. So, like, fifth round. So, he I went think. before Fourth Darren Waller. Round. See, that's. Yeah. Those are the types of things I can't get behind on the. In terms of the TJ Hawkinson move, I would have gone Hawkinson over Waller, to be honest with you. Really? Why is that? Though? I think the the fear with Waller and the reason I was a little hesitant, but it was really the only option left for me, is that offense now is receiver heavy compared to what they were. So I think his drop, his and his health has kind of dropped off. He's an older guy now, so his production will probably drop off just because Devontae Adams walked in the room. Do you, now, right? do you think so, Devontae Adams? Like, I understand that he might have taken some targets away a little bit, but do you think that also opened up some of the fields a little bit? Because we saw Darren Waller getting double teamed constantly last year. Yeah, no, you're right. Henry Ruggs, and it was just him and Hunter Renfro. I think if he reverts back to the guy that was there when Henry Ruggs was there, then it helps for sure because he'll he'll be the field. I think that's what we see, truthfully. But I, I don't know if his health is good enough either. That's also a fear. When you match those two things together, the lack of the the targets that might disappear and the health, it's very hesitant. But I he's my starting tight end, so I'm not gonna talk too much shit about him. Yeah. So. Now I, I was just thinking about the fact that if you if the Packers and Raiders, I don't know if that's ever a matchup, you know, ever. But if you guys play each other, Aaron Rodgers just he takes a couple of those percocets and tosses them in the middle of the Raiders locker room and just watches Darren Waller and Max oh, Crosby no. just fucking just go at it. Oh <laughs> yeah. <my laughs> I don't, know. I don't think I... we play them this year, so I don't think yeah. we play about that. I'll <laughs> be, be an interesting concept. It would, I mean, be. It's just, it would certainly be fun. It's just because every time Darren Waller catches a touchdown or like Max Crosby has a sack, like NFL Network or whoever's announcing just feels the need, like, and yup, a former drug addict <laughs> getting a touchdown here. Like, it's, it's like, let the guy live, please. Like, it's been literally a decade since Darren Waller's had any like off field issues. Like oh let God. let the bands remind, rock, please. That reminds me of the Manti Teo docket. Every yeah. time somebody brings up Manti Teo, it's the guy who got kept. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Can't it's just like things in this life. You know what they say. You you could build a million bridges, but yeah. as soon as you, you know, Burn blow one, one load, you know, you're yeah. you're a load blower and not a bridge builder. <laughs> so it is what it is on that note. But That's I got a couple other fantasy sleepers for this season because I really, there were a lot of guys going off the board yesterday that I thought I was like, wow, thank you for taking him because you're going to leave somebody else to me. And you had said it to me off the air. George Pickens. Yeah. Fantastic. He is the potential to be the wide receiver too on this team. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, said perfectly. Darren Waller, who was on crack. That'll be a first down for Las Vegas. Like, like Just what? Like gain, gain of four yards. By the way, remember when he was doing hard drugs? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so unnecessary. But, yeah. Anyways, George Pickens, I mean, his his school, his school skills are right there in front of us. He has all the tools to be a great wide receiver. Um, It's just a matter of, is his off-the-field stuff, you know, all complete and done with at this point? I think, I think so. Is. I think he's good. I think that was just college, you know, getting to him a little bit. But, yeah, right now, I was able to snag him, I think, around 15. Right, if I'm not mistaken, around 15 or 16, I was able to snag picks. Pick? And uh, uh, I think he was 13, 14, because I prepared. I was very prepared to take him. I mean, either with, way, with I'm Matt very happy. Being yeah, that I have yeah. Deontay Johnson, and then I have the safety blanket of George Pickens in case anything happens. I, I think yeah. Claypool is not it. I don't know. I don't think Chase no, Claypool yeah, is anything good. I, I, yeah. <sighs> I said this when they drafted him. I watched every single game George Pickens played in college. He is a number one receiver if there's ever been one. He is Justin Jefferson. Literally, that's the perfect match of who he is. Mm-hmm. The only problem was, yeah, he had some. He has some issues where he would get into fights on the field. Like, yep. and I, I as a Georgia it. fan, I was in. Like, yeah. I was in fight. Let's go. But yeah, let's go. He does have his issues, but. He, he fell in the draft just... because of that. But he's, yeah, he's a bona fide number one. And I was very pissed Green Bay didn't take him when the draft came around. I said the same thing. He's a number one, and he'll be a number one by the end of his first year, if not at the beginning of his second year. See, he's now, going like, to be an, like a star. I, I have beef with Green Bay. NFL young boy, yep. I mean, is absolutely right. And he constantly I have beef is, bullying, with Green Bay too. is bullying defensive backs. But yeah, I have beef with Green Bay because you knew you were losing Devontae Adams, obviously. They traded him. You traded him. Like, yes. But even before that, it seemed somewhat premeditated, you know, like that he was leaving. Mm -hmm. And I just don't understand. You know, you're getting rid of a wide receiver. Why not go ahead and draft Pickens and then come back and grab (laughs) Odell in free agency? Then all of a sudden going into the playoffs, you're looking at George Pickens, a wide receiver, and Odell Beckham as your wide receiver core, not touching on, you know, the fact that you still have Alan Lazard there. I don't know. I, I think they could have just handled it so much better. It's Look, so this annoying. This is my team. This is my team. I've watched everything they've done. <clears throat> Every year we cry about how we're always a, a weapon short. Now we're like three weapons short, and they've mm-hmm. done nothing about it. Okay, yep. you got Sammy Watkins. If it was 2015, I'd be really hyped right now. I'm not. It doesn't really excite me. Devin Funchess, I think, was brought back or something, or, or maybe yeah. he wasn't. Like that doesn't excite me. You got no. Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, and and Romeo Dubs. Yep. Christian Double like, R's are... Green Bay does not help themselves ever. Ever. Never. Why, they like, hope somebody else does. They're no always wonder Aaron's always... popping perkies. Like, like I, I can't yeah. blame him. He's stressed. They hope, they're always hoping the Rams fall off or the Niners fall off or the Bears suck. And that always happens. Or the Vikings suck. But like eventually those teams are not going to fall off. There's too yep. many good teams now. Tampa Bay still got Tom Brady who I don't know if you saw that press conference. I love you, Tom. I'm a little concerned. A little he looked concerned. a little old. Looked a little old, but he also looked a little, a little like tired, if you will. Yeah, which kind of goes hand in hand. But he looked yeah. a little like stressed out. Yeah, I mean his, you know, his mom is sick. I understand where he's I, coming uh, from in terms of his I, abs and everything like that. So people kind of shelling him for that. Yeah, I'm not non, a big fan of. But the non-football fan in me, even there's just a person in me, kind of wishes he stayed retired. Because I kind of feel like he's going to see a lot more hate now that he did it and came back than the hate he found just being a winner. Because now he's a winner, 
who kind of seems like he threw everything, like he's throwing his life to the side. And I, I don't know if that hate is warranted, but he's definitely going to get that. And Double R says, Rashad Bateman, I drafted him late. If you were able to snag him late, he's yeah, wide really. receiver one. I'm so big. Like, I think that matters in a lot more cases than the talent of a guy, you know, because say Rashad Bateman is on the board. And then at the same time, you have trying to think of somebody who's a wide receiver too that's probably better than him Mike Williams you say that you know he's a wide receiver too probably a better player than Rashad Bateman but being that Bateman's the wide receiver one he's going to get more volume mm -hmm. I know a big take and I think Simo says this a lot is that the bet or the uh the Ravens don't like to throw to their receivers they Listen, hate it it's a they throw to it's their a tight different, ends that's it it's a different type of ball game when you have a guy like Rashad Bateman mm -hmm. it's about time that they utilize his skills. He was a rookie last season, so you know you didn't really know what you were getting out of him. This is the season that they tap in and they really use Lamar's arm to his advantage because Lamar could sling the rock. Like people just discredit mm -hmm. him because he also runs. Lamar can throw yeah. the ball. Like he, let's he, not he forget can. in his MVP season he was slinging that thing. So I really like Rashad Bateman and I think he has a better season than people are anticipating. I know he's already touted as somewhat of a sleeper, so I think those yeah. people that are higher on him are going to be proven right. Because I, I agree. Just, I think he's going to have a decent. I think he's going to have a solid year at least. If you could get him late, like yeah. it, like I'm saying, I'm agreeing to all of this, being that you're getting him mm -hmm. on the back end of a draft yeah, rather than you know in the wide receiver one or two position. If you're adding him to a team where you already have maybe say a. I'm looking right now at the fantasy board. If you uh, already Justin have a Jefferson. guy. Yeah, if you already have a Justin Jefferson or even like if you have a Deontay and Allen Robinson duo and then you're mm -hmm. like, you know what? I need another guy. I'm completely OK with Rashad Bateman right there. You know, I am perfectly cool with having him, especially as a flex player. That's mostly where I like him at. Yeah, he was taken 74th overall in ours, which is a reach. But that's because my brother's a Ravens fan. I did see him get taken slightly higher than I was expecting off the board. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. I got two more guys here, and they're actually ranked both 53 and 54 on this big board. Um, I really like A.J. Dillon as well. Just keeping it, you know, in Green I have Bay. Him, I believe, right? I, I think you do, and I, I, I was going to take him, actually. So you were yeah. getting a little angry at me. Oh, I was getting a little angry with you. I, I, uh, I do like A.J. Dillon, and I think he's a better running back than Aaron Jones. I don't know if that's a hot take. I think he'll be a higher scorer. I don't know if he's a better running back. He's going to get goal down, goal line touchdowns. He's getting like goal crazy. line touches. And like, yeah. I think he's a workhorse. And I think I'm, at the end of this season going into next, I think we're going to be sitting here like, yeah. damn. Here's AJ the Dillon's the RB1, and yeah. he is he's that guy in the Green Bay backfield. Yeah. We, so. were just, we were just talking about Green Bay's lack of weapons. Aaron Jones might have to play receiver. And I mean well, this that's, seriously. That's what I'm thinking. A he's going to be sitting back slot set, sometimes. Yeah. Like, and yeah, they're going to be putting AJ Dillon in that backfield. I could see that, like yeah, more that's, often than it not. Not that I'm just can see it. It's it's probably going to have to happen. Like they they have the worst receiving core in football, and that's saying something because the Giants' receiving core is pretty shit. Yeah, jeez, yeah, it is. It's really bad. <laughs> but I I also uh, I really like because we're we're getting up on time here. Uh, a couple mm -hmm. more guys. Elijah Moore, I, I said it year two, guys. I like I think him. That he's going to have a fantastic season. In terms of fantasy production, if you're looking for another flex guy, maybe a bench piece just for depth, um, his average rounds, I, I want to say his average ADP is sitting in like 10 to 13. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of all over the place, being that people are a little skeptical on Zach Wilson and all ooh, that type of thing. Ooh, I mean, Ravens' worst wide that. receivers in the league. No. Nah. 
No, they're down. They're they're down there, dude. I don't know. They, they no, they're down crazy. there. But they, do you think they're worse than Green Bay's? I mean, we have no established receivers. Yeah, it's uh, bad. Lazard maybe last yeah. year, but like, yeah, I don't know. I I would take Bateman over Lazard. So yeah, gonna, so I'll, I, I'll go with uh, Green Bay being the worst. But Elijah yeah, Moore, I think is Christian. is due for a great season this year. Um, like I said, that offensive line really it moves me in terms yeah. of the production that's going to happen around them. You know, we saw in the early years of Dak and Zeke in Dallas, they probably didn't have the best. Like Zeke isn't a great running back, in my opinion. I don't think he's you know a top ten running back. Or no, nah, I mean maybe barely ten. He's at the back end of ten, maybe if he's a top ten running back right now. Now, oh, yeah, he, he ain't even top ten. <laughs> you don't think so? Well. <laughs> We saw in his early on in his career, he was a product of that offensive line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And offensive I think line could change his team. It absolutely can. And I think that Jets offensive line, especially if they could get Makai Becton back at some point. I mean, oh, I know he's just a, a, a lard kind of sitting over there. But <laughs> lard. I think that if they could get him back even in the slightest, that just bolsters their line even more. But even without him, it's still, yeah, I think, a, a pretty, top five offensive line offensive in the league. Line, yeah. So I think Elijah Moore produces and, this year. And, and I, I think a good thing for him is I, I really don't think the Jets have many more receivers to throw to. I think no, Denzel Mims is kind of... Man, he, he wants out already. Do yep. they still have Corey Davis? Is he still on that team? He, uh, I think he's. Still I on think that he team. is. I think they signed him. I think he was a three-year. Uh, yeah, I think that's a team. solid receiver, but he's not going to take away from Elijah Moore. So I, and and it really comes down to is Zach Wilson the guy? And I personally think Zach Wilson's going to have a pretty solid season. Now I'm not getting in on the Joe Burrow bullshit. He's not going to take the leap to Joe Burrow. Duck. Nobody's going to do that again. Yeah. So, but he's going to be solid. Yeah, Corey Davis still with the Jets. Look he Jets camp, forgotten wide receiver Corey Davis has insane practice and leaves off on an exclamation point. Who wrote that article? New York Post. Sounds like a Samini vehicle. Hey, I mean, hey. hey there's I a like, lot of guys that I like, love to I overrate like, certain guys I like the Jets this season. I don't I know do if too. that's crazy I, to say, but I'm not. It, it sounds crazy, but I'm not going to. Sh- I think they're going to be shit on less. I'm not sure if they're going to be good. Six yeah. games maybe at the most. But, like, yep. they're not going to be the laughing stock of the league anymore. And, honestly, with the way that baseball is in New York right now, I think that's a good thing. And football yeah, that's just, like, football is not going to matter in New York until, like, November. So that's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, you were just mentioning some baseball. You want to head over there because we're getting a little bit up on time. We could always come back and do a, do a part two of this because I think I think there's a couple more guys I want to talk oh, about. Oh, I love talking for a little bit. Look. We could definitely uh, make, you know, this week a little bit of a preview of fantasy just in general. So I love, yeah, we could talk about football all day for us. I mean, bat, bat. Is, yeah, I'm with it. Hard. But, hey, let's talk. Let's talk some Yanks. Let's talk some Mets, because last night was annoying. If I do say so myself, these guys have been yeah. pissing me off lately. And I can't even I can't lie to you. Um, the Yankees need to hit the ball. It, <laughs> I mean, you got Domingo Herman giving you eight scoreless. What the hell are we doing giving him one hit? One hit, not even one run. One hit. Against Oakland. Against Oakland. Oakland. Disgusting product. I mean, it says, y'all thoughts on defenses. I seen Simo's draft where he had Indy Steen. I, I think they're a sleeper this year. I go defense based on, on the week. There, I don't really care See, for a defense. See, I go I hate week by week. Like I'll you. take, I I'll take one people. defense <laughs> and like sit with them maybe for a little bit. 
but you're that guy that waves your defense every week to see every who plays. single week. You know what every I think I'm gonna week. do? It used to be who plays the Browns this week. I'm picking that. Yeah, out. It's who still gonna be. It's still gonna be till week 11. I was just about to say, um, I'm gonna keep the Colts defense in if they have like a good couple of weeks. Otherwise, I'm gonna pick whoever the hell plays Cleveland till week 11. Like. Why not? That's how yeah. I always used to run it. I have a good defense, the Colts defense. I I'm a, I agree with you. They're going to be solid, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be Oof, week Double to R's week. The Phillies have been shut out five times in August. That's kind of crazy, being that they've had such a Mickey but Mouse schedule. This wasn't two of them against the Mets, and wasn't like Scherzer Degrom. Degrom was one of them. So can you really fault them? No, that is true. And, I mean, we've been cashing out on the Mets. Anytime that they have one of Scherzer and DeGrom on the mound. Well, except yesterday, literally... apparently, because Herman well, Marquez is God, apparently. I was going to say, for the most part, <laughs> I took their over on runs yesterday, so I was really pissed. Yeah, <laughs> I took over four and a half. Fault, you put up a goose egg. Like, are we serious? Dude. But I think uh, whenever those guys are on the mound, obviously the money line gets super saturated to be like, the point of where it's minus like 280 minus 300 mm-hmm. what i've been going with for that prop is the mets to score first and then win the game yeah and i like that, that seems, because yeah, usually that works it does usually they're gonna score first in that scenario and then you know with a guy like that on the mound there's no reason that he doesn't give him seven innings you yeah. hand the ball to edwin we call it a night you know that that's, that's what that. should happen yesterday unfortunately one bad innings hey, it doesn't it doesn't always go to script right it doesn't always you know go according to plan Sometimes especially when you're happen. a new york team look i said it what was it friday i said you never root or i said it thursday you never expect the sweep right you always think hey let's take three or four when you've taken the first three and you have max scherzer on the mound you got to sweep that series they yeah, had a chance to go up four run. games yesterday and they yeah. squandered it. So yeah, you need it. You got any picks for the Mets today? How you feeling? No, Mets are off today. Unfortunately, oh, they are off I'm today. gonna be honest with you. I had no idea they were off till last night. The Dodgers play the Marlins and then they play us. So I had no idea we were off until last night. But... I did see Dodgers Marlins on on the bets. Yeah, I actually but... have. Well, why am I on Fanduel? I should be on Barstool. I I, I got some. Uh... I got some yeah, Yankees. I, I got I got Yanks coming in at minus one and a half tonight. I don't think oh. that's anything too crazy. They should be able to to put up some runs tonight. I mean, I'm looking and they're playing a team, you know, I had the over on runs tonight, the over on runs. I mean, they're, yeah, they're in LA right now. They're playing the angels. Who's that? Jesus Suarez on the mound for the Jose. Jose Suarez. Jose, sorry. I don't, I don't know. Is that, is that controversial of me to, to say? No, that? he's not Jesus, good. But, if he yeah, was no, good, he, then it'd be bad, but oh, my bad. Yeah, no, he sucks. Um, but I mean, you're playing a team that starts former Yankee legend, not legend, Mike Ford in the middle of their lineup. Five hole Mike Ford. They're the, they're why did I right know now. you were gonna bring up Mike Ford? Because he's batting fifth in their <laughs> why lineup. Did I know that he's batting fifth, bro. Are we serious? Mike Trout has to walk into that locker room and see Mike Ford standing there, like, hey man, you ready to have a good game today? Let's put up some runs. Knowing that boy's gonna go up there and look at three strikes down the play down the pipe. Mike he's Ford went sick. to Princeton, yes. Princeton. Yes, he did. He's a scholar. A scholar guy. Good guy. Yeah. Class. But um, in terms of a baseball field and baseball production, not necessarily a guy that, you know, is uh, going to be the ro- uh, the Robin, the Batman and, you know, assist Mike Trout in anything. Well, I mean, they have the forms Robin. of winning. They stink. They suck. They and need so Yankees the minus one and a half. Ju- they need the rest of the Justice League, dude. The, no, literally, <laughs> they, they need the Justice Robin League. And they, yeah, they need the Justice League and the Avengers. If they want any shot of winning any yeah. baseball games. Yankees minus one and a half tonight, minus 113. Take that, taking that one to the bank, truthfully. Yeah, I'm, just, I, 
I'm if they don't the do Angels. it, I, I'm yeah. If they don't put this up on the Angels, then it's really kind of panic time. I can't lie to you. With the guy like Jose Suarez Panicking on the already. mound, I mean, I'm not, I'm not panicking. You're up big you in the, the AL division. East. Yeah, you it's it's division, okay right, right now. And honestly, if the offense is going to be what's you know a little scary right now, I would rather that than our pitching because. You know yeah. the offense is there. You know, like you know yeah. the offense is coming. Whether Carpenter comes the, back now the that Stan's yeah. back, give him a couple games to get acclimated. I'm comfortable with the offense the no fear, matter what. The fear would probably be if they're getting shut out by Adam Aller. What do you think Justin Verlander is going to do that lineup? Well, I mean, we see what Verlander does because it's been four years of this guy torturing us. Probably it's like no, a perfect game, right? Nothing I new. Mean, you just like. When it comes to facing Justin Verlander and the Astros, you know you have to put up three runs because you're not going to, you know, that's it. Probably going to have to put up more now because he ain't giving up anything lately. I think he got hurt yesterday, though. I think he had a did hamstring. He? he had either did a calf or a hamstring. He left his start. Oh, I think wow. he's okay, though. I don't think it's long term, which is good. I would, I would really I would prefer be, if maybe he I, sat yeah. passenger with Brian Robinson. I don't know if that's just me, oh, but is that oh. is that not okay to Dude, say? Dude, are you a little? I'm a little sick that Ben, like Ben, we said in the group chat, Brian Robinson probably not a guy you want to draft right now. Yeah, no. I, I hope he's okay, and I, I, I saw think, everything no. that's pointing to that he's all right. So like, yeah. I'll maybe. But do you think he's gonna play the first bit? week of the season? Probably. No, he'll take. I mean, no, he'll take couple a couple weeks, weeks off. off but. That's that's pretty that's that's a flex, you know. You got he's got that like Paul Pierce oh, got yeah. stabbed a bunch of times, you know. Like Fifty Cent got shot nine times, like you know Brian Robinson got you shot shoot a few times. Somebody like, nine times. You don't need to shoot somebody nine times. Clearly, it didn't work. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I've never been in the position to be, you know, I've just never pumping bullets to somebody like that. Like I'm sorry, I can't give you insight on what would possess somebody to do that. If but... anybody in the comment section wants to let me know. Why would yeah, you shoot somebody more than twice? Like one time for know. effect, second time to get the job done. And do you really well, need to do it nine times? Yeah. Well, I mean, doesn't 21 Savage say in the song, Jimmy cooks that, you know, shot his ass 20 times. Damn. He's lucky because he, he usually shoots him 21 for 20. Imagine you know? the flex of surviving 20 bullets. That I, don't, is... well, I don't think you're flexing anything <laughs> with 20, just literal bullet holes in you, but no, that's aside from the point. Yeah, um, let's get back to baseball. Yeah, getting off topic here. Um, I'm going back. I, I see the Red Sox tonight going up against the Twins in Minnesota. Dylan Bundy on the mound. The Red Sox are absolutely god-awful. Um, another yeah. team that just has no talent anymore, it, it seems like at least, because they're going out there fielding basically a AAA squad. Um, I'm just taking the Twins on the money line tonight. Uh, minus 124. You got Bundy on the mound. I mean, you should be able to put something together behind him. And the Red Sox just, like I said, they're god awful. I think in their last 10 games, they're like three and seven. Like, yeah. just no Dude. reason for them to be this piss poor, especially when you would think that they would have smelled blood with the Yankees, you know, hobbling to the finish. But no, they no. still are just the mid pack. You follow Carabas on Twitter? Yeah, three and seven. Yeah. I feel yeah, bad for I the do. guy. I, I don't at all because all I those do. years of me, I've followed him since like 2016. Yeah. All those years of him, you know, coming at the Yankees for everything. It's just, he he is funny though. He's a great representative of like baseball journalism. So oh, I, yeah. I appreciate I really him in like that him, aspect. But like, yeah, no, I feel bad for how bad that team is. Like they were kind of remind me of the Mets were years ago where they're pitching guys I've never fucking heard of before. Yeah. Like who yeah, the hell no. is Br- Brian, Brian Bella? Brian Seven Bella. ERA. Yeah. No, he, yeah, Yankees, like, I see whenever him or like Ryan Brazier uh, come in the game, I'm like, let's go. We're, yeah. we're up. The, bo- the boys are hitting tonight. It's 
So it's, yeah, it's insane how a team that is that rich is. I mean, yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. And now this guy's on the road against a team like the Twins, who aren't piss poor. And in in Minnesota, in over Minnesota, the next couple yeah. of weeks, over the next couple of weeks, be ready for some low scoring games because it's gonna start getting cold down there and that oh, up there, I guess. Yeah, up there. Up there. Uh, get ready for it to start getting a little cold, which means we're gonna be able to bet on some uh, low scoring games because that's usually that's how that works. That is a, a little insight there from Andy B. Yeah. Andy, you got some uh, any more picks for today? Yeah, I got one more. I'm sick of picking the Cubs games in any sense, but I'm just going to go there over today because both pitchers should give up a lot of runs. Javier Assad had a good first start uh, against the Cardinals, but he still was a little, he still looked like he could be hit a little bit. And um, Jose Barrios has been pretty shit. So, I it's, mean, I expect runs. It's embarrassing, to truthfully. Yeah. Like, Barrios and, and was going into too. the season, like, obviously with. Uh, Ryu out. He was nice going to their season the contract, number one. Right? Money. Like, he yeah. got paid. And, I mean, I guess that's what happens when you get paid. So, it is what it is. What were you riding with in that game? Just over nine Just runs? Over nine runs. Like, nice. I would, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I ain't too mad at it. I am not too mad at it. I got one more pick for today. And that's a little bit of a, a two-leg ladder. Um, not a two-leg parlay. Just a little bit of a ladder. Being mm-hmm. that uh, I really like the St. Louis Cardinals tonight. Going up against the Cincinnati Reds. Um, there is actually zero prop on the strikeouts for the guy the Reds are throwing. They're just that. Who is it? Awful. Um, I'm looking right now because I honestly don't know even know his first name. His last name is uh, it's Chase Anderson. Oh. Uh, six point seven five ERA. Wow. Yeah. He. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's got a mm-hmm. hundred and ninety games played under his belt. And oh yeah, no, he's he, a. He no, he's a veteran. Good. That's that's what I mean. So like this this uh six seven five ERA is not necessarily you know just him coming out a couple starts. Like he sucks. No, like he's, he is. Pretty... He has uh, solidified throughout his 190 career games that he is not it, and he is the mid pack. So with that being said, I'm rooting entirely against Chase Anderson tonight. Unfortunately for him. Uh, Miles Michaelis on the mound for the Cardinals. And yeah. one thing that I'm just a little bit skeptical on, they don't get him wins. Ever. Like, oh, they don't no. like to get Miles his. He's 10 his and stuff. 10. He should be like 15 and 8. Exactly. Like, so I do yeah, have 10 losses. That, I, don't, I don't really get that. They're but coming off a big series win, though. So I think they'll they be. They are. And they're, they're rolling enough. right now. You know, a lot of people got to witness Albert Pujols play last night. That was really cool. Um, but tonight, I'm <laughs> yeah. going with their first first five innings of the run line on there just to go up a run within the first five innings. I don't think that that's that much to ask when you're going up against a guy like Chase Anderson, you should be able to jump on him relatively quick. I am expecting the oh, Reds yeah. to have to go to the bullpen within the third inning. Like it's that it's, that they should, I, they have a, they're like the Red Sox kind of their, their pitching is just as bad as like, you want to take the over every single time they, they play. Literally anybody sucks, that so. plays them or the Red Sox, I'm instantly hopping on the other side to look at their yeah. bets. Like it really has come down to that. So I'm rolling with Cardinals in the first five on the run line. And then I'm taking the whole game run line as well at minus one and a half. Both of those come in at minus 142. So a little ladder of that. And we just, we roll with the Cardinals for tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I like that. I love what the Cardinals did this weekend. Needless to say, I was a huge Cardinals fan this weekend. They did a good job. You get a little mad that Albert Pujols has kind of faded a little bit now. Yeah, you got to watch him. He He popped out like He had like four home runs and what? He had like four home runs in what five games or whatever, and now he's like, and now, yeah, I mean, hey, sucks. Little, he's not gonna hit it. I don't think he's gonna hit it. You don't think he's gonna hit it? I don't, yeah, not a whole month, but 
a whole month, but seven. They need to be winning games when you're not now. Playing every every yeah, game. They yeah, they can't afford to just sit back and play him every day. So, unfortunately for them, but. Yeah, I think that's going to wrap up my picks for today. I really yeah. like talking NFL, though, and we're definitely going to be Dude, coming back it's talking best, more football. Man. It's the best, man. I'm a little upset that this is not the first Sunday. Yeah, I, I find it odd like that it. they give you a week off. It's the first Saturday, I call it. First real Saturday. Um, so I think my yeah, bulldog, we're going to talk, what is it, Friday? We'll probably do Wednesday, Friday this week. Friday, yep. we'll talk about Georgia. You'll get your ears, ears will start to bleed about what I'm going to say about the them. The full so. spiel. You'll get the Double R says this is the best breakfast podcast. What are we eating? We appreciate oh, what, what, yeah, we what, eating? We, what we got on the menu over there. Because <laughs> I know uh, Aaron Rodgers is eating perkies. That's yeah, it. Just a nice bowl of perkies to nice get A-Rod started. For the but yeah, that was that was hilarious. I just, oh man. I don't know if you've watched the podcast. and I, I didn't. I, I watched did. the highlights like the two minutes <laughs> you, of that seg- segment. I watched but. every word for three hours. Yeah. And they didn't talk about his career at all, so I was a little upset about that. They talked about everything else in the world. And I don't know about that's you. the Joe Rogan that's podcast. Be, like, you hop listen. on, he's like, so you ever done DMT? Like, that's just <laughs> they the were, dude, they brought up DMT like crazy. I don't know about you, but I don't love hearing everybody. That my quarterback is this. doing drugs? Like, like, I don't love hearing, like, Aaron Rodgers. I love, I don't love oatmeal hearing Oatmeal generational breakfast. That's how you start your day. Hell yeah. I hate oatmeal. Well, Andy, Andy, Andy you, you're, a, you're Andy's a Domino's a big guy. Pan- no, with Domino's, Pizza Hut. What are we doing? Pizza. Oh my Pizza God. Hut. No, oh, we man. got uh, breakfast. Would be like pancakes and sausage, nice and. Panc- of course, you're balanced. going with the sausage. You and oh. you and uh, free agent over there, some <laughs> freshly cut from the Raiders. Oh. Yeah. Oh, 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 that is. But yeah, quite I think- end of this episode. <laughs> yeah, quite, sure. quite an end. You and you and Manti Teo's girlfriend uh, having breakfast together, but yeah, I think that's gonna. Can I watch that again this today. weekend with my girlfriend? She was so confused. She had it's no crazy. idea. It's craziness, but it is it is hilarious, and yeah. I definitely think it is a good watch if you're looking for something. Got breakfast it. is the first meal of the day, no matter what it is. I guess yes, that is facts. No, like, you're not wrong. You're not necessarily yeah. wrong. So when I go uh, to yeah. Wawa later and get like buffalo bites, that'll be my breakfast. Yeah, like, if you didn't eat yeah. anything today, then yeah. essentially, yeah, that is yeah, because you are breaking your fast of not eating. <laughs> that is go. that is a fact. That is a very, very factual about. statement from my it main. Is a and what what a episode, you know, just a lot of things covered on all all facets of of life of dr- hard drugs, yeah, of you know football, fantasy football, and then some baseball sausage, bets, so. little sausage too, yeah, a little, yeah. This yeah, should get everybody very. Everybody should watch this episode. Get very excited for what football season is going to be for us, because yeah, I think no, we're going to have a lot of fun. Football is going to have a lot to entail, and it's only just getting started. So, with that oh, being yeah. said, that's going to wrap us up for today, fellas. I mean, Double R, thank you guys for all your comments. We appreciate you, uh, Nigel and Dev. Thank you for coming through as well. I'm not sure if you guys are still here, but you were earlier, so we appreciate you. Um, everybody have a good rest of your Monday and from the MLM boys, we will catch you in the next one. Peace. Let's go Mets.